Welcome to another episode of Little Talks, your weekly dose of marketing news and insights from Littlefield Agency. Brenda, thank you for that wonderful welcome where you're going to start rolling now. Roop, it is great to see you and it is great to see T-Dog. T-Dog, what's going on, buddy? Tom's in the house. Look at Sam, just pick it up and do it. Just Love picking it. up. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We are live from Littlefield Agency. Not technically live, but we are right now. We are. We're recording. We live. are in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's good to have you back. Happy August. It's 106 degrees here today. Which but is, what's the heat index going to make it feel like? Good Lord, who knows? But I bet 112. Did you see the weather next week? Oh, no. 89 is oh, the high. Really? Yeah, I think there's one 90-degree day, but I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that goes down. It's, all, it's awful, but I guess it is August in Oklahoma. Have we talked about why they give us the temperature and then we always have to go do the math of what it really feels like with the heat index? Why isn't the heat index number just what it is? It, it is, yeah. I don't it's know. A weird, that, that's, a, that's a weird – that's a really interesting point. We can ask Trav Myers about that. <laughs> you buddies with Travis Meyer? He is a isn't local everybody? celebrity. I think everyone is. <laughs> everyone loves that I think guy. Gary knows him actually, yeah. Brandon, is everything okay? Okay, cool. He just got up and we make sure that we are all good. So, hey, we have uh, huge news tomorrow – you want to announce it? It's your department. You should announce it. Yeah. Tomorrow we have a new developer starting at Littlefield Agency. His name is Philip Yong. Brandon, insert fanfare music here. Yeah, we are super excited. Um, Sid the Kid left us for greener pastures. She's going to try something new, I think. Yeah, we miss her. We, we love Sid. Um, and we last her last day was on Thursday. Yep. Um, God, we're going to miss her. She was just such a great culture fit and personality wise here at the agency yeah we hope to see her uh, and we, around and i told her i was like sid i better see you up here she's not leaving tulsa i yeah. don't believe on the last day i wore uh some some nike kicks and a nike shirt and shorts so her, I, that'll, I be her. that'll definitely be part of her legacy that was her, uh, <laughs> sure nike. Was. she's very nike-ish so we have philip coming in here philip is actually from malaysia and moved to the u.s on a student visa went to school in michigan came down here in oklahoma um to finish school mm-hmm um, living in Edmond is actually in the process of moving to Tulsa. He came in here. He is going to be a great fit within the agency, super talented um, in the sense of development. So we can't wait to have him here. Philip, welcome to the agency. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll be here all day tomorrow. All day tomorrow. And then, and then once I he bet, officially moves to moves, yeah. Tulsa, um, just down the road in, Ed, road in Edmond. Um, but I'm excited to have him here. It'll be good. Yeah. We may, may have him on the may have him on the podcast sometime. I think he'd be a great personality yeah. on podcast <laughs> um so philip comes in um we say goodbye to ali putnam this week um our oklahoma state lit turn is going to fulfill her masters we, we had in stillwater we had two interns we call them lit turns we had two interns yeah. this summer. Emma, emma left on friday emma left last week she left me a really nice note yeah she's oh my did you get a note yeah. i thought it was just she's me. fantastic did, brandon did you get a note everybody everyone got a note, got a note? <laughs> emma are you just i thought that out? maybe we had a special connection of, of mentor, mentory situation of some type. Never mind. Okay, I got to give Emma a shout out. Veteran move. She wrote a handwritten note yeah, I was to say. everybody in the agency. That's what and I was didn't about to give ask. it to them on the day of her leaving. No. She had them mailed here. Oh. Not all of them. They were in a little bundle. Who did it go to? They, they were all of them. Uh, Rocco. Oh, Rocco. Yeah. Okay. Cla- oh, sorry, Brandon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cut here. Maybe not. Nope, it's gone. Maybe not. Classy move, Emma. That was amazing. And we wish Allie the best. And Roop is going to round us out in announcements because this one's pretty fascinating and very timely with everything that's going on in the world of we, artificial we, intelligence. We haven't talked a lot about AI. It's been, we've been talking about other, other things this year. Um, a little bit of AI. 
But dabble. Bit. Dabble of AI. You're getting some AI today. Um, we have our monthly, is it every other month now? Nope, it's every month. It is every month. It just month. seems could, like every we other, we other month. We can remember the last month. Yeah. Um, we had our uh, monthly uh, kind of AI usage meeting yesterday where the whole agency gets together. We um, meet at 8.15 in the morning. A little early. Bright-eyed and yep. bushy-tailed. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's how are you using artificial intelligence? What's new? What's going on? How can we better you know lean into it? Yep. And it's a good, usually 25, 30-minute conversation before we start our days with meetings. Yeah, and we saw from Natasha some cool ways that she uh, is generating some, some AI images for a client. Yep. It would be tough to find stock images that are this, this nice and good, but she's also showing some issues with it and how there were some problems. And then the second thing that we saw was... Katie um, Kite did a really cool kind of video. Yep. AI, she's she's very early on, but she's she's leaning into it and looking into it yeah. in the sense of video. Hers was that you could basically type something into a prompt and then it would generate video off of off of that text, which is was kind of not quite there either, but you can see the promise of it. The third one um, disturbed me the rest of the day. It was uh, <laughs> basically my co-workers decided to take a 90-minute segment that I think Brandon betrayed me and gave them. 90-second. Yeah. He's not He's not nodding no. So uh, they, they took an audio clip from the podcast, and they ran it through this AI tool. And what it does is it generates that, that voice. So the voice you're hearing now. This voice. This voice right is here. me. But the thing that he generated also sounded exactly like me. It was so they this. wrote a script. Yeah. And it was all things I would never say with the mimic Steve Root voice, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they were talking about. We have to include it. I don't want to. We have to include it. It was we so can't disturbing. Tease them like this and well, not include it. It's out there. So what it is is you you can basically write a script, a text prompt into this tool, and then pick your voice. What was the prompt? Man, they were making me say stuff about how great. Twitter is and how much you love the rebrand, how much I love the rebrand, all the stuff that you guys know isn't true, right? Like that was kind of the worst part was hearing like your, your, your <laughs> voice speak against your, your commonality. Jake what did do you a good know job. to be true? Um, but yeah, it was very, very accurate. And it even included a lot of the ums and huhs and dumb stuff that I say and, and uh, idiosyncrasies here. So like, it's pretty good. And that's and what made good. me start thinking is like, well, man, this is, uh, I was kind of, I kind of got it when they're, uh, this is why the actors are striking. Like if it's that easy to regenerate them and, and use them, that's, that's all, that's crazy. By the way, he was going to do a duo of Rupe and myself having a conversation, but I guess Jake didn't want to do the paid version. So he just, you get one voice in the oh. non-paid version. How much is the paid version? Uh, probably like nine bucks or 10. I think of a Spotify mm-hmm. But it's interesting because, and this is really kind of a life lesson. And um, funny enough, Tara's family was talking about this recently. Brock brought up, hey, with this, um, there have been instances, and this is the scary part of AI, mm-hmm. where if you get a call from your son and it's saying, hey, yeah. dad, I need you to wire $1,000 to my account. Um, I'm in a, a tough situation and I need that money today. Well, what if Rube does that and it goes to some different account? I'm not giving my real kid a thousand dollars. But that was the, that was the example that Brock brought up. Yeah, have a code word with your family. You know, there's there's even worse situations you can think of, and it's, it is a good point. This stuff is so accurate. We are going to include it on the landing page. It, you got to hear it, and it's not Rube. We will we will preface that it is not Rube. Uh, it's not me. Come on, it's not me. You love it deep down. You love it. I hate it. You, you know, love the attention. We're doing okay. We're gonna run an. I'm getting. I'm opening an account. We're gonna do one for you. <laughs> I'm okay I with that. My, yeah. Just as long as we preface it, it's not Sam Littlefield saying this because I know what you're gonna say no more timesheets. 
Oh, that's, oh, a, shoot, that's just a start. <laughs> I don't even need it now. I've got audio clip of you singing. Um, and, you know, the idea that, that people are using these voices to um, for nefarious means to get you to do things online, that, that's just an evolution of what's been happening through text messages, chats. I remember I had a whole discussion with my air quotes dad a few years ago, and it was definitely not my dad. And so I started saying things to him that he would never put up with or reply to. And this conversation went on for about two days. I have it saved somewhere, and it's very entertaining. Um but this isn't really new. It's an evolution of scamming. So, like, you kind of always – it's just a, everything it's you got to be kind of careful with. That's true. Okay. So, on that note, um, let's go into – how about you take topic one? We have two digital trends this week. Um, for those of our clients and prospective clients, um, you should have gotten two days ago. No, it been yesterday. Our, it was yesterday. Is today the second? Yeah. Jeez. My goodness. Yesterday. Our digital trends. So, we're going to walk you through um, kind of our top two to – Lead us off here. So, Roopster, take number one. And Brandon, digital trend number one. Um, so, Meta is developing an AI chatbot with over 30 different personalities. Um, keyword personalities. Keyword personalities here. So, those chatbots exist. Those are not too big of a, a deal. Um, you can write scripts that automate and things happen with chatbots. What they're trying to do, though, is give them personalities. And there are, some of these are historical personalities like Abraham Lincoln. Others are just like surfer dude. Yep. You can kind of imagine how frustrating that conversation probably would be. But the idea is that... Totally. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Um, So so the idea is that you can, uh, I guess as a business or uh, maybe even people, I'm not sure how they're rolling it out yet. It comes out in in September. It's really quick. Um, The idea is that you're going to be interacting with the personality. Now, um, one of the things we've noticed in the last couple of weeks with AI is that it actually struggles with personality. Oh, and big time. Yeah. It's the, the emotion antithesis part. of personality. Correct. There's none. It's, it's, it's a robot. It's robotic. Um, the responses you get, and no matter how much you try to prompt it to be soft, it can change tone a little bit, but it doesn't have the emotion. It's the soulless part of it. So I'm kind of surprised they're touting this as personalities and not just like... What, yeah, what does it even mean? Yeah, they actually use the word persona on here, which is what caught my eye. I was like, what? And um, it's not really. So I, I don't know how this is going to actually play out, but it's one of those things that's kind of, um, you know, AI has is, is slowed a little bit recently. We've noticed also a lot of the responses are not as accurate as they used to be. We read some article that is down to like, <laughs> someone said 4% accurate. I've not had that terrible of a response with it that yet. was me that said that and Rocco I think found that yeah there's an article I, I saw it out there um, but but yeah it is it is shifting a little bit it's adjusting and the researchers don't really understand quite why it wasn't really because to my knowledge anything they've done um, but it's getting a little a little bit worse so th- I'm dying to see what meta does here with um, emotion if they kind of crack the emotion code somehow I doubt it but is this another thing that someone's slapping an AI label on where it's not really AI? This is something that's existed a long time, and you're just trying to catch some headlines. It's just funny coming from Meta, considering Zuck is one of the most like stoic, robotic humans <laughs> right. out there. I, um, I, I think he's one of the personalities, by the way. That one will be easy to do. You could do that one now. <laughs> you could totally do that one now. Yeah, the personality front's interesting. Um, I came across this awesome kind of B2B report. I'm going to read a quote here that I read to the agency yesterday. In the realm of 4% of it being correct, which is scary. And Tara and I had this conversation last night, actually, about like the in, the misinformation that you're getting from, whether it's social media, AI, chat GPT. It's, I mean, it's all, the, it's all relevant. People take this stuff for gospel. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, this is a great quote um, by a CMO, uh, didn't disclose a name. Many marketers, this is in the B2B space, will use ChatGPT to make volumes of things. They will make people sinister of what will actually provide value. B2B marketers are remedial and they are not very strategic. My fear is that people will use these tools that will not serve themselves or the market very well. It can make people create bad content, and the reason you have an agency is because creativity is not content. Boom. That's a CMO on the client side. Yeah, and we've technically been saying this from the beginning. 100%. You know, that was just a hell of a lot better yeah. said than what we've kind of how it was phrased. He was a little mean to B2B marketers there, I think. No, but, <laughs> but, but I think that in theory, and I, I know of an agency. I've got a friend that runs an agency. I won't disclose where. And um, in the, US. the client took everything in-house when this was all. Yeah, it's in the U.S. Okay, good. <laughs> and um, and it was sh- a short-sighted view because they're just, oh, well, well hey, they, they can do um, the quantity. They can do a thousand things more than you can Yeah, at the speed of light. But it's all – it's not content. It's crappy content. Yeah. There, there was a, a, another report I saw this week. It might have, might have been in the Hustle um, or one of the 50. I get a morning that are like the Hustle. Um it was a chart showing um, AI replacing marketing jobs and which which jobs they were over the last eight months and which at what rate agencies were replacing copywriters and artists and, and things like this. And it was a pretty steep climb there at the end. I thought, man, that's going to be really tough when you, you – know, like the idea of it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I can do this. I don't need a human anymore. We can just use this. But – that emotion part's not going to be there. That's going to be some really awkward and strange work that's totally. going to come out of it. Even so, like with this, what, your first yeah. topic. So, like, yeah. So, like, as a tool, it's good. It's like Photoshop or Word or Keynote or anything else that we use as a tool. Um, but as a replacement for a human, it's not. That's not a. That shouldn't really be a thing. Which is interesting. Um, AdAge just rolled out some of the um, top agencies of the year from small to large. And where, where were I, we ranked? I uh, number one. Just kidding. <laughs> one day, but um, it, it's there's a lot of it's quite the intense application process. And I went and visited a few of the winners. Their websites, the amount of agencies, and they're all saying the same thing of um, human centric approach. Oh, that's you know, a phrase. We now. use technology, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a human. It's like, well, yeah, thank you. But a lot of them are saying that now. And I, it, it had crossed my mind months ago, like, hey, do we take this? But it's like, well, no, duh. Yeah, it, it, it's a tool. So we'll, 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 we'll we, keep we, use, we use it. We use it and check it. It's interesting. Um, the second one is interesting and timely in the sense of topic uh, number two, Brandon. Topic number two, Brandon. Okay. Thank you so much, Drew. Yeah. Um, the headline here is Meta AR augmented reality ambitions take a hit, and as Apple pushes ahead amid its broader metaverse push, Meta is developing AR glasses. Okay, you can think of Google Glasses. Mm-hmm. There were Snap Glasses. Mm-hmm. They have all failed. Um, Apple and its Splash and AR. Um, but its AR project, an extension of its current Ray-Ban Stories Glasses, isn't going to be as smoothly as hoped. And Apple is moving ahead with its Vision Pro mixed reality device. Look at Roop's glasses for those, of the, for those that are watching. This is the end game, right? For you to be able to wear something seamless, not mm-hmm. bulky. You think of the meta headsets, the virtual reality headsets, and it's just, it's still not, and we think of it truly in the sense of user experience. Yeah. We, I, we had a whole podcast on this about a year we had, ago. We had a yeah. whole podcast. So here's the thing, and I find this really interesting, and I want to focus on user experience. When I was on a plane last Tuesday, I sat next to this really, really, really smart professor. I actually got his number. He gave me his number. He's been at TU for 35 years, was very fascinated that I owned oh, a marketing yeah. agency. 
And he goes, what is your stance on the metaverse, VR, AR, et cetera? I told him, you know, we have certain partners. We've actually brought experiences to life for clients. And he goes, do you have any of that in-house? I said, no, not yet, because we're just, we're just not there yet. And he said, that should be your next investment. This man is an absolute genius, um, specializes in the sense of computer science, and really leans into technology. Um, he's up in D.C. a lot consulting with the government on technology and was sharing some stories that were really fascinating and what has been developed um, in the military. Oh, wow. Where things are going in the sense of just all things metaverse. And he was like, the biggest one coming is augmented reality. And I really think that we are close, but we're just not there in a seamless user experience. Rupe and I were talking about it earlier. You think about um, the evolution of a QR code, Right. You had to download an app, then it would scan the QR code. Well, then Apple integrated into his cameras that it will automatically scan. You don't need an app. Yay. And Android. They've had that for a while. And Android. Better user experience. There will be a day, whether it's through glasses, it will be through glasses, or through our mobile devices, where you're just, you're flipping through a magazine or, hey, and you you scan it, and boom, the latest grasshopper mower pops up. Yeah. Or, Or, hey, take a look at this. If you think about how it, it... it's it's there now. If you played Pokemon Go, you had augmented reality. If you totally. if you've tried to buy furniture at some furniture shops, you can stage it in there. Like, point the camera at your living room, and it'll show you where the couch would fit in your living room. I think Amazon has this in a few different uh, categories as well. So it's kind of there through your phone or through the camera. The idea though is that you it's can, a little janky, but it's, it's there. a little yeah. The idea though is that instead of having to whip your phone out and do these things or an app, is that it's just kind of built into your glasses and it's part of your day. So you look at a building, which Google does this right now too. If you're, when I was in San Francisco last year, we used this for a while. You walk around and you can point Google Lens at a building, and it'll give you some augmented history, super and cool video and stats and stuff around it. That idea, and just without having to get your phone out, is I think the the step. And the glasses is it, to me is kind of an interim step. Like that that will be great, and because I wear glasses every day, so no problem for me. But like when you have glasses or contacts as your option, that's where that's probably the magic. That's yes. the end of it right there. Um, but you know. For, for marketing, you think about all the applications. We, you know, we've done VR work where you completely get immersed inside a virtual reality experience, right? Which is amazing. Yeah, you were completely it, immersed. It's, it's a, it is a unique experience. Um, but there's, a, I think, a case for augmented reality in in that same space, right? So instead of having the the massive headset and you know all the the graphics and all this stuff. Uh, if you could put on the, 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 the AR glasses and go into a dealership or even oh on a job gosh. site. On a job site, take, yes. You know, take a look at uh, – imagine opening up the hood and taking uh, a look at a piece of machinery's engine and having AR glasses on. It kind of immediately shows you all the part numbers for the parts you're looking at there. And, then and hey, this this is down in your machine, which downtime in B2B manufacturing yeah. is huge. Do X, Y, and X, Z, y and, and Z. you're back at it, And baby. you're back at it. I so, love it. So, like, there's – I think – and that's a, it seems like they're close, but like that's a very different experience than putting on a VR headset. You wouldn't do that in the field. So the idea no, of AR sure. takes you out of kind of a showroom or a, um, a living room, which is where I use mine the most, um, into the world. And yes. so the a- AR has kind of the bigger, I think, case usage than VR does long term. VR is great, but I think AR has kind of just when you're in the world with it, that's, that's the magic. I think they're... It'll be really interesting five years from now. What is that, 2028, where this technology is and how seamlessly integrated it is in our lives as marketers, in the daily lives of those that are not in marketing. Because it is. It is a sophisticated marketing tool. It's just a matter of getting there 
in a seamless manner. Man, when you just said 2028, 20, you might as well have said um, 3031 or something. Like That seems like a million years away to me. And I was doing the math while you were talking. I was like, oh, that's only five years away. Oh, my God. It is. It's crazy. It's flying. So, Carrie and I were listening to some song, and we pulled it up. We're like, oh, that, well, that, that just came out a while back. And we're like, well, that was 2008. And I was like, well, that wasn't too long. Oh, man. Golly, that, was that was 15 years 15 ago. Years ago. <laughs> Golly, that's crazy. It is nuts. The last decade has flown it, by. It really has. And it just keeps going faster. Yeah. So 20, but you're 20, aging well like a fine wine. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. You still have more hair than I do. <laughs> for now. That's what I need augment reality for. <laughs> so you can just walk around. When you look at me, you're just going to see hair. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. I think that is it for this week. Um, next week, we have Mike in office on Wednesday. We can't wait to see him. Grasshopper Mike. Grasshopper Mike. Here to talk content. Con- talk all things content. Yep. Um, but anyway, for those, like I said, last week, this week, we will continue to wish you well and cool, cooler weather, and it is coming. Brandon, thank you for everything. And Brenda, take it away. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. We hope you've enjoyed our little chat and found ways to grow your own marketing strategies. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at Littlefield Agency.